Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Rasmus Bertelsen, who is a postdoc at Aalborg University in Denmark. Before joining Aalborg University, Rasmus was a postdoctoral fellow at the United Nations University Institute of Advanced Studies in Yokohama, Japan. Rasmus has also been a research fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government and holds a PhD in International Relations from the University of Cambridge. This interview was conducted over Skype, and I hope you'll pardon the suboptimal sound quality. I'd also like to thank LOAS, the group that's provided the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Rasmus. Thanks for speaking with me today. Uh, Could I ask you to start by talking a little bit about your current research and any plans that you have for the near-term future? Yes, uh, well, I have a couple of lines of research. Uh, I'm an international relations uh, researcher, and uh, I work uh, partly on Danish-Chinese knowledge collaboration and brain circulation, and then I have a long-standing Arctic and North Atlantic interest. Uh, I have worked on uh, North Atlantic security issues, but uh, having I am Danish, but I grew up in Iceland, and I later studied in Iceland and worked in the Icelandic Ministry of Finance, and that basically has given me a deep interest in uh, in the small Arctic societies and how, like a society like Iceland, they can be socially very successful. Um, And I'm basically very interested in questions of knowledge, competence, human capital, brain circulation. Um, I'm very interested in how these small, isolated uh, societies can become uh, knowledge-based societies uh, with a high level of human development. Interesting. And obviously that's a... That's a critical issue for a lot of Arctic communities, many of which are small and in one way or another isolated from one another. Could you tell me what is the most unexpected or surprising step that you have taken on the way to your to your current career? Uh, I think I've had a nice career and it has it has been very much based on great mentors that every time I made transition from one institution to the other, I usually had the support of a great mentor. So I don't know if you can call it surprising steps, but, um, and now I can just see, say, uh, you you also asked me a moment ago about my future plans. Um, I'm working with some uh, very brilliant Chinese faculty at my university, and I have just been invited by a Chinese professor of international relations to start a project on China and the Arctic. And that came out of the blue. And it's, I mean, I, I love it because it makes it possible for me to combine my two uh, research interests, China and the Arctic. Speaking of uh, China and the Arctic, obviously a lot of people see China as a likely future player in the Arctic and a significant one. Um, When you think of an ideal future Arctic, what does it look like to you and what role could your own research play? Well, I would say that, uh, of course, what we all hope for is an Arctic with as high human development as possible. 
as good health, as good education, um, as rewarding lives as possible for the people in the Arctic. Uh, and I think something which will be very important for that is to make the Arctic a knowledge-based region with knowledge-based economies. And that will require a lot of education for the people in the Arctic and it will require an Arctic which is globally connected, uh, also, for example, digitally. Myself working on questions of education, human capital and brain circulation, um, I hope I can contribute to this knowledge-based, globally connected Arctic. You've, you've used the term brain circulation a few times. Could I ask you to just define that quickly? Yeah, it's basically, I mean, we used to talk about brain drain, where people from developing countries, educated people would move to, uh, to the West and they would be lost to their home countries. Uh, but what we have seen in recent times is that the, it's not a drain, it's a circulation. People come from one place, they move to another to educate themselves or to gain experience. They move back or they move to a third place. And of course, if you look at a society like Iceland or the Faroe Islands, uh, highly developed societies, their level of development rests very much on moving outside, getting the best education you can get in the world and coming back home. As you are, as you are looking around at the Arctic and the sort of policy landscape as a whole, what do you see as the most important issue that nobody is talking about in science and policy? What, what should people be discussing that they aren't currently talking about? The level of human development of human well-being in Arctic societies will depend on Arctic societies being able to reap the benefits of their natural resources. And for them to be able to do that, they will need to have skills. And I think there should be much more attention to the nexus between natural resources and human capital. Before I let you go, let me ask you briefly, um, you'll be attending Arctic Frontiers. What is it? Uh, what do you think the role of these events is in the Arctic policy community? Why do you invest the time and the money and the effort to, uh, to come to Tromso? Well, I mean, Arctic Frontiers and Young Scientists Forum are magnificent. They are wonderful events. There's the learning, there's the networking, and there's also the giving back. I mean, I attended earlier as a more junior person. I learned a lot. Um, I have met people. I have renewed acquaintanceships. And uh, today, uh, I'm bringing PhD students there. Uh, I'm a teacher in the PhD course, and it's a great satisfaction for me to continue benefiting from it, but also being able to give back. That's great. Well, and I know that we'll all be looking forward to, to meeting you up there as well. Thanks very much, Rasmus. It's been great to talk with you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loess from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more from them on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. -S.